I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. You wanted more? Here's season four of The Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. Show. The Connor and Smith Show. Is there an echo in here? Um, tonight. Yeah, we were, I was shouting that from a mountaintop. Oh, you were? Yeah. I wanted the whole world to hear. Because you were inspired by our guest today. Mm-hmm. Today we are talking to, um, many people know him as the breakout star of the very first reality TV show, The Real World New York. Eric Nies, uh is joining us. Um, he has moved on from that world into uh, different places, healing, um, spirituality. Uh, he's going to talk to us about all of that his bout with COVID uh, during the reunion that just happened and everything, we, we found him very inspirational. Um, and it was great uh, to, to meet him and talk to him. So we're going to take a break and we will be right back. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Hi, Eric. This is Steven. I'm sitting here with my husband, co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, Eric. Hi, Matt. Hi, Steven. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Long time in the making, but glad you're finally here. Yep. We made it happen. <laughs> we made it. So, where, where are you joining us from? Uh, I'm in Hawaii, on the island of Kauai. Oh, my gosh. It's like three, it's like three degrees here. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 80 to here. <laughs> oh, God. We just took a walk with our dogs that literally our faces could not move when we came inside. So Hawaii wow. sounds beautiful. Um, so I just want to start out first off. Um, welcome. Uh, you're, you were part of the first reality TV show, The Real World, in 1992, as we all know. Went on to be on The Grind, which I was a huge fan of. Uh, over, what, 90 million uh, views. Uh, yep, something like that worldwide. And mm -hmm. and um, your journey went from there into uh, spiritual healing. Um, you were just on the reunion show uh, last year, and you got COVID. And I, you know, everyone like is, was so concerned about you and and it it was uh of course back in the days before vaccines and everything so you didn't even have that protection what was that journey like it must have been felt like you were like being punished being so close to everything yet not being able to be physically there i mean how was that experience just hold up in that hotel uh well i mean i'm very open-minded um open-hearted and opened up spiritually and very committed to my path and uh you know strong in my my convictions of my lifestyle um and so i thought at while that i mean with anything in life i just accept what is and i felt that that was happening for a reason right. um and of course i I love everybody on my cast and I would have loved to, to be there with them. But I think that there was, um, you know, a, a, a reason beyond the reunion of why that would happen to me. And so I wanted to really understand, you know, what this virus was. And, and again, you know, like my work 
is in health, nutrition, spirituality. You know, I work with plant medicines and I've been assisting people for 14 years to rehabilitate from drugs and um, assist people, you know, with just their healing and their evolution. So I really wanted to understand what this virus was and where it came from, understand it spiritually. And, you know, what better way to do that than on national TV? So, you know, we're all confronted with, um, with a, a, you know, this last two years for everybody has been incredibly traumatic on so many different levels. And so I just took it as something very positive um, for me to be able to go through that experience and share, you know, my experience and how I approached it on national TV. Eric, when you were, um, when you were ill and you are so in tune with your vibrations of the physical and the spiritual, what kind of uh, things did you alter, uh, liquids, mm -hmm. herbs, and when you were feeling ill at that time? Because you clearly, this is a brand right. new experience for everyone. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if I would have had it my way and if I wasn't in a hotel room, um, you know, I would have quickly got to a sauna and I would have gone in and out of the sauna all day long probably an hour in and an hour out. And I would have filled up my body with all of the nutrients necessary to detox my body and strengthen my immune system. You know, when, when we go into the sauna, we can actually create our own fever, right? So when we get sick and we have the flu or whatever it is, we, our temperature goes up. And the reason why our temperature goes up is because the body is trying to kill off whatever that bacteria is or the virus is, whatever has invaded the, the body. So the body's trying to push it out, right? Um, but because I didn't have access to the sauna, I was doing everything else, you know, but that. I, I quickly went on to a juice fast. Um, so I was just drinking juices and superfood shakes. Um, you know, while I was going through that, I had them uh, go to the health food store and, you know, get me a whole bunch of supplements. <clears throat> and then because I couldn't fight it with heat, I decided to fight it with oxygen and do breath work. And also I had them bring me uh, many pounds of ice. So I was doing the Wim Hof method of breath work with doing um, ice plunges and ice therapy. And what that does is if you are to go into freezing cold water that is below 40 degrees, and if you can stay in that water for more than two and a half minutes, it will activate every single cell in your body as if you went for a one, uh, a one mile jog. Wow. And, you know, this is all scientifically proven. You know, the Wim Hof is known as the Iceman. And he has thousands and thousands of followers. They've done all kinds of studies on him, scientists, doctors. Um, so it's a, you know, a proven, um, you know, practice that he, he created. So, yeah, I just, you know, I went after it. I attacked it. And, um, you know, with all of the ways that, that I know how to do that. And so it was a very interesting experience because... 
I observed this, what felt like a dark, lower density vibration, demon-like entity, like crawling around like a spider inside of my body. It felt like a metal spider. And my temperature would go up to 102.7 at some times during the day. And then it would drop all the way down to, to like 97.2. So it was very interesting. It was like a roller coaster of, um, of energy. And, uh, you know, I, once I was able to leave, which I was really happy about, um, I uh, self-facilitated myself through a combo frog poison ceremony. And there's a, a green tree frog from the Amazon jungles in South America uh, that has been used for thousands of years by uh, tribal indigenous people uh, for hunting and for different reasons, but it's also used to detox the body. So it's a poison that you put into your bloodstream and once the poison goes into your bloodstream, it sends a message. Uh, the brain sends a message to all of the uh, functions in your body, your immune system, your nervous system. And it kind of like reverses the engines to get the poison out of your body. And along with the poison will come all other types of toxins and unhealthy bacteria and you know other things that you're carrying. So as soon as I was able to leave, I facilitated myself through that and on my second purge, which means getting well or throwing up, I literally watched the spirit and the energy of COVID leave my body. And I could see an energetic imprint of the spirit of COVID in the bucket that I was throwing up in and I was instantly better. Oh my God. That's wild. Um, that's that's amazing though that you so so I, i'm i'm guessing after that you know you haven't had any relapse or you didn't catch it again or anything like that you've been staying healthy since yes i've actually feel amazing and i've been around um other people that have had covid um but you know i think which the, you know you're hearing a, a lot about this you know, from doctors and scientists and virologists and a lot of information coming out that, you know, a lot of people think that it's, it's better to eat, to get COVID because you'll build up the necessary antibodies, um, you know, that you need so you don't get it again. And right. so, yeah, I, I felt really good about that. It's actually happy that I got it and also that I got to understand it so that I could, you know, help other people and share my experience with other people to help them get through it. Yeah, I mean, those those early times in the COVID, uh, you know, nobody knew as much um, back then. And it was kind of uh, a lot scarier. Um, Eric, were you always this in tune with yourself and your journey with medicine, herbs and juices and things? Um, well, I, I grew up in a, in a pretty health conscious environment. Um, most on um, both sides of my family, um, there were athletes. And so, you know, eating healthy and working out and exercising um, was just a part of our daily lifestyle and, and how I grew up and, 
you know, I played all these sports when I was a kid. And so when my brother went to college, um, he took a course on nutrition and he brought that back home. And then there were some things that happened to me at a very, very young age um, that would cause me to look deeper into health and nutrition. Um, so, yeah, it kind of started at, a, you know, my late teens, I would say. Uh, but then when I met my teacher, my grandmaster, when I was 25 years old, that's where a, a lot changed uh, for me in that area because he was a eighth generation grandmaster of Chinese medicine and acupuncture and 21 den black belt and three martial arts and just a, an amazing, profound healer. Is, is that, oh, sorry, Steve. I was just going to say, was that, that was post MTV? Yeah, uh, that was kind of, yeah, I was 25 years old. So I had just left the grind, I believe around that time is when I, when I met him. And I lived off and on with him for about seven years. Is, is that the reason you are in Hawaii? Because Hawaii has the perfect uh, place right now in the world that gives you all the things that you need um, in your life? Um, yes, kind of. <laughs> uh, there's definitely a bigger, I feel that I've been called here to work on a very special project uh that's happening here um creating a like temple uh retreat center uh that's going to honor the hawaiian people and bring back their um you know ancient ways uh of you know being connected to the earth oh that's and beautiful honor, honor, honoring the earth so yeah there's a very special movement that's taking place uh, here to bring that back and and uh, you know the messages are and the feelings are that it'd be a blueprint you know for for other temples and retreat centers to pop up around the world to do the same thing you know in different uh, different areas on the planet uh, where the people that lived in those areas were living in harmony with M Mother Earth right and because of that, and the reason why that's happening is because humanity has become incredibly disconnected from Earth and from spirituality. And you, you think that maybe this is also a part of the COVID learning experience and how we are completely out of balance with that? Oh, absolutely. I think COVID came because it need, we, we needed something to shake up the, 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 everybody. Yeah. Because we're so out of tune. And yeah. so disconnected and, and, and really, you know, up, obsessive of materialism and consumption um, and, you know, entertainment and, you know, all of these things that really distract us from nature. And, and, the, you know, and, yeah, and a, the present. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Have you ever heard of Edgar Casey? Oh, for, yeah, I've known about Edgar Casey for, for many years. Okay, you know, they used to say, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think, I think his perfect like, place in the world, or at least in the nation, that he thought like, created some sort of perfect paradise, I think was Virginia Beach. Oh, really? That's interesting. <laughs> I had heard that, and I, I've never been to Virginia Beach, even though we live in Virginia, but I've oft, often wondered, like, huh, wonder what it was in Virginia Beach that had, like, you know, perfect ley lines or whatever the vibrations were there. But um, 
Well, you know, there's a lot of people that believe that Atlantis is off of your coast, like South Carolina, you know, where the Bermuda Triangle is. Right. So, yes, that's a very, very sacred spot on the planet. Um, Eric, you, you, you talk about the things that kind of take us as humans away from ourselves and nature and 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 would you consider like fame and the fame trap of that machine like the biggest one of those like the 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 industry itself oh absolutely the 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 entertainment industry uh had does a really great job at distorting the truth distorting you know natural laws of the universe and natural laws of the planet you know like there's people that create stories and they can't help it because it you know they we 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 are in a a paradigm matrix of energy that is that feeds off of control and manipulation and uses fear to do that to control people and so we we have like we have a program it's a very ancient program running in our minds where we have you know blindly accepted this way right and we've forgotten where we came from we've forgotten who we are and so it's not anybody's fault really you know it's not that it's a right or a wrong thing or anybody's fault it's it's just the world that we're living in so when people create movies and tv shows and things like that you know they want to make it their own so they just innately um through this paradigm you know want to manipulate things so they can put their name on it and put their little twist and also i mean i've gone down the rabbit hole <laughs> with the entertainment industry you know, I've been in it since I'm 18 years old. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm that kind of person that wants to know why things are the way that they are. And so I did a lot of research many, many years ago, understanding, you know, where the entertainment industry came from and why it, why it even exists. I like to understand why things exist because they have effects on people and then people respond and then people behave in certain ways. And it's not always nice. It's not always loving and kind and compassionate, you know? So why do people act out in those ways? And that's always been an interest of mine. It's, it's interesting that the, the, the me too um, movement that came out of all of that, we kind of not, uh, not that, a lot of that was surprising, um, mm -hmm. but it was highlighted and it was, there was a, a safety in numbers situation for people to come out and say that this is not, you know, right. And this, this has been mm -hmm. the way and to, to, to try to course correct away from that. Um, and, and the same with Black Lives Matter and, and all the other recent um, things that we've gone through as a world. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting that, the you know the carousel keeps spinning the players change and mm -hmm. you know you hope that something different happens yet the same like society just kind of sets up and eventually gets to where it was if not worse um mm -hmm. do you 
what do, how do you find I know you work with the couples a lot you work with individuals how do you find hope what gives you hope for humanity at all oh boy <laughs> because I I this is a tough one to answer because I have to be very careful you know people are listening and I don't want to seem you know arrogant or narcissistic or you know, because when you tend to say, oh, I know that this is going to happen, you know, people will say, well, how do you know? Right. And how do you, and how do you know it's a fact? Like, how could you, how do you know what's going to happen in the future? So, you know, what keeps me going is that I believe based off of my own personal experiences with my own healing and my own transformation and the people that I have come in contact with over the last 30 years of my life, you know, whether it's shamans and, you know, grandmothers and grandfathers, indigenous elders, my grandmaster, different teachers, psychics, working with plant medicines, participating in over 300 ceremonies, you know, around the world. Um, Just my own personal healing and evolution um, I feel that I have arrived at a place where I have received information in many different ways as to why we're here on this planet and where we're going and what is the potential of this planet. Um, so, you know, if you are at all spiritual and you're interested in looking into spirituality and looking into things like, you know, quantum quantum physics or plant medicine, um, star seeds, indigo children, rainbow children, crystal children, you know, looking into dimensional things, third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, you know, any type of soul work. If you've been interested in understanding the lineage of your ancestors and ancestral lineage programming, you know, these are the things that I'm interested in and that I've been involved in for more than half of my life. And so the things that I talk about are the potential of our planet transforming and moving from the third dimension through the fourth dimension and into the fifth dimension and ultimately becoming a star kingdom where third dimensional earth suits, these physical bodies that holds the light of our soul and our spirit, we're going through an upgrade of our physical body to a crystalline cellular structure. And the reason why is because our physical bodies need to change to be able to hold the frequency of a higher dimension. Right. And that's why things are the way that they are right now. That's why COVID is here. And that's why the Me Too movement is here and Black Lives Matter is here and all of this information that's coming out about corruption and, and child sex trafficking, you know, all of our fears and all of our judgments are, are on center stage right now. All of us, nobody gets a pass. And so what we're personally experiencing, that is a reflection of what's happening on the world stage. Right. And so you people, we haven't seen anything yet. They're starting to come out, but 
this information that we're talking about, you know, is going to be shocking to human beings. Yeah. Shocking. You know, what is being done to people? What's being done to children? And, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of children every year that go missing in North America alone. You know, and, and you know, why, why aren't we talking more about this? Why isn't it in the news every day? Another child right. goes missing. Another child goes missing. They could be all day long on every news channel. You know, there's probably a child that goes missing every couple of hours. But don't you but, think but that's... They, I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. You know, so it's kind of like, well, why aren't we talking about those things and who's behind that? What organizations are behind that? And why are they keeping those things secret? But they're starting to come out now. So that's going to happen more and more and more and more. So what, where, where are we right now? What time are we in? We are in the time of the revealing of the shadow of the darkness. So those lower density energies that work in the, in, in the energy fields of fear and judgment, our light is, is shining on that, the truth. We're shining the light on the darkness and it's all being revealed right now. And that's why the world is in the place that it is. And this is going to go on, you know, for another five to 10 years until a, a, a big dramatic shift happens um, as we're moving into the fifth dimension. There's already people that are on the planet that have already done this work. They're very ancient, ancient souls that have come here to lead the other souls to the light. And these individuals are are you know functioning part partially in the fifth dimension already mm -hmm. hey eric if i am someone who's you know maybe trapped in that world of let's say the shadows and maybe probably mm -hmm. egotistical narcissistic mm -hmm. um maybe addicted to success and the profile of myself um, if there was someone listening that wanted to just simply read a book or watch a movie or something to give them the first step of, of some sort of enlightenment that um, you are aware of, what, what would be my first thing to, to bring into my house that I could start learning uh, or researching? Yeah, well, the first book that comes to mind is called uh, The Butte is called The Medicine Way. And it's uh, written by a gentleman by the name of Kenneth Meadows, who was an anthropologist. And he spent 20 years of his life traveling around the world, sitting with, you know, different um, indigenous cult, different indigenous tribes. You know, he, he was in search of looking for, you know, like what, what is the best way to live my life here on earth? And um, he ended up, meeting uh, Chief Silver Bear, who was a Native American, and he, he taught him the ways of the people. And he felt that, you know, that the Native Americans of North America uh, were, you know, living in harmony with nature. They had right. a respect and with nature, they, they honored nature, every movement, every thought, everything that they did. Um, Every, before they did anything, they gave thanks and they acknowledged the great spirit. This is the way they lived their life. And, you know, we are far, far, far disconnected from that. And so this book actually will guide you through.
through adventure tasks to, you know, help you to connect with yourself, uh, help you to connect with the human kingdom, the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, and the mineral kingdom, you know, and help you to understand, you know, who you are and where you came from and what's the healthiest way, the most harmonious, loving, uh, blissful way to live your life. And I've been working with this book for 14 years, assisting uh, my, my clients that have now become my good friends, you know, in rehabilitating from drugs and addiction and all kinds of, of emotional, traumatic experiences that they've had in their lives, especially in their childhood. You know, so really the, 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 real, the, the real answer to that is, is that if you want to live a happier, better life, you have to go back. You have to look within yourself and you have to revisit your life, revisit your childhood, revisit the experiences that you've had with your mom and your dad and your grandmother and your grandfather and all of those things. Because this human body is like a sponge for energy. So when you have an experience when you're a child, a traumatic emotional experience with a child and you're not living in a safe place, to express those feelings because it's scary there because you're living in an abusive environment because your parents are, are imprinting you and passing down their traumas from their parents, their judgments and their fears from their parents onto you, your grandparents right. Right. and the environment they grew up in. And so, you know, this is an ongoing cycle and process that humans go through. So the only way to liberate yourself from your own suffering, you could read a book, you could read a thousand books, you could watch a movie, you could watch a thousand movies, but if you're not going out and doing these things on your own, then you're not going to get anywhere. Right. You have, you have to go within. And that's what all the great masters have been trying to tell us for thousands of years, whether it's Buddha, Jesus, uh, Kuan Yin, Muhammad, you know, Gandhi, <laughs> Martin Luther King, you know, all the names that stand out, you know, all these different, you know, Sikhs, um, you know, the Dalai Lama, they'll all tell you, you know, if you want to find happiness, you have to go inside and find the, the things that are living inside of you that are causing you not to be happy. And you need to deal with those things. So, you know, that's the work. That's what I do. I, I, I assist people and guide them into their ancestral lineage uh, to, you know, to, for lack of better words, you know, weed out the garden. Right. And you had, you had said, I'm going to get that book, The Medicine Way. Thank you for that. You, sure. Did you say that you, first of all, can I see how beautiful it is to hear the birds that we're going to hear, <laughs> we hear the birds in Hawaii behind you as if it's some sort of beautiful uh, paradise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, you it said that you ha you actually have a master that you work with. My grandmaster, who uh, I lived with for six or seven years, but you know, I've had a had a relationship with him for almost twenty five years. Just passed last year. Oh, um, how how was that? How was that journey? Do you do you seek out this grandmaster? Do do they seek out you, or is it a very serendipitous? Uh, alignment of the stars that you find each other 
Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> um, I was at a very dark place in my life at about 24 years old after a, an incredibly traumatic thing happened to me um, that basically destroyed my relationship with the entertainment business. And um, I was uh, using drugs and in a very, very dark place in the clubs of New York, dancing every night, just escaping, escaping, escaping. And um, I knew I needed help. And my brother had met him four years uh, prior to me because his girlfriend had some problems with, um, I think, her ovaries. And she was seeking out somebody to help her to heal. And he met, he met the, the, the grandmaster and he talked about him for about four years. And we were in Los Angeles at a party, an all nighter, and, you know, woke up the next morning, um, not feeling too good. And I hadn't seen my brother in a while. And I asked him, you know, what, what he was up to. And he's like, Oh, I'm bringing our friend Jack and Sal to go see the master to see if they can help them because they both of them had bad drug problems. And, um, I just knew in that moment I needed help. And I said, I'm coming. And so I, I got on a plane the next day and flew up there and we spent four days with him. And when I was leaving, I was in the, in the driveway in the car, um, leaving and I just started crying and I had this very intense, uh, overwhelming emotional, uh, experience. And my brother said to me, you know, like, what's, what's wrong? Why, why are you crying? And I said, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm supposed, this is my home. Like I'm supposed to be here. And so, um, yeah, three months later, I went home with a box of herbs that he gave to us to help clean our blood and, uh, help us to heal. And, and, um, he said to me, you know, if, if I want him to train me, you know, finish your herbs and think about it in three months, just come back and you can, and I'll start to train you. You don't even have to call, just show up. And wow. so that's what I did. Is, is there, a, is, was there a fear of all of your friends and people that knew you as the dancing going <laughs> out New York, Eric, that somehow you had to retrain them to think of the new uh, uh, person you were or like, you know, you, almost like when, you know, I guess someone's a drinker and then all of a sudden yeah. you become the, that person at the party that says, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't really drink. Um, yeah. Well, that wasn't tough with my friends because at the same time, remember I grew up athletic and, you know, playing sports. So at the same time, while I was going out on the weekends and taking a lot of ecstasy and doing cocaine and drinking, you know, I'd wake up the next day and I'd go get a, a green juice and go to the sauna because, you know, I had to play basketball the next night, you know, and I was, I, I, you know, I was like, I was one of those guys. I would play basketball probably four nights a week, if not every day when I was in high school, either basketball, soccer, baseball, surf, skate, volleyball, rollerblade, skate. I, you know, I was just nonstop full of energy. So when my friends found out that I was going to do that, you know, they weren't really surprised. And I'm like the crazy guy, you know, like I, I jump off the 50 foot cliff and, <laughs> you know, just like really extreme, you know, so it, it really didn't phase any of my friends and they were all very, very supportive. And then I would actually bring them to the grandmaster's house 
all my friends, you know, knew him and visited with him. And this so, is, yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that this is a, kind of like an Eastern thought. Mm-hmm. Would this be something from our, what we would consider an Eastern world? I just read. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pronounce the guy's name right. Who just died? Thick, not none. Yeah, yeah. I ju- I just recently read the Power of Now. I believe was the book. Mm-hmm. Or, or was it You Are Here? You are here. Yeah, you are here. Yeah, thick, thick, not Han. Yeah, and I know in my own personal life, you know, I still suffer from a lot of anxiety and my mind being so creative that I can't mm-hmm. really uh, focus on the present. And I, when I read books like that, I always think, oh gosh, that's who I want to be. But never yeah, so really- you're, you're, Yeah, your anxiety, your anxiety comes from suppressed emotions from a trauma that happened in your life. Okay. Well, so when um, you were, what, what, like, so what, ha- what you can do is when that anxiety comes up. Call Hawaii. So when the anxiety comes up, you can lay down and get comfortable. And the feeling that you're having with the anxiety, just breathe into the feeling, focus on the feeling and just breathe into the feeling and then invite your inner child because there's a little guy inside of all of us that has all of the information of everything that's happened to you in your life. And you just say to him, I'm connecting with you because, because I want to evolve and I want to move on from these feelings of anxiety. So can you remind me and show me where this anxiety, this feeling, what is it rooted in? And then you just clear your mind and just wait for your memories to come up. You'll get like a thought vision. And you'll have a memory of something that happened when you were a little boy that's connected to it. And then whatever it is that comes up, breathe into that and just feel that energy and, and reflect on what happened when you were a child and go into those feelings. If you have to cry, cry. If you want to scream, scream. However it is that you, you know, need to express that and, and get that energy out of your body and then the anxiety will leave. Wow. Now, should should one in general be uh, in in daily meditation just as a general rule? Yeah, you can live meditation. You know, there's the practice of meditation, sitting down and meditating. The reason why we do that is to train ourselves to for that practice to overflow into the rest of our lives. You know, that because when you're practicing meditation, you're present, right? You're right. aware, you're tuned in, you're focusing on your breathing, you're, you know, how, whatever the, the meditation technique is that you're using. Um, I love Vipassana meditation. Um, but yeah, that's the reason we do that is so that we can be more present in our life and feel more comfortable with the energy exchanges that we have every day with nature and with people. Right. Well, you know, it's so funny. I in college, I had a teacher once that said every time she does yoga, she cries, and I never really understood what she was talking about. Of course, until I took yoga, and I realized, man, I just want to live here. I want to live right here. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. I want to stay there, but then of course you get in your car, and next thing you know, you're you know you're pissed off about you know traffic on the Beltway or whatever. <laughs> that that's because of the suppressed emotions that I'm talking about. Yeah. Once you once once you release all of those suppressed emotions, see, it's the the traffic triggers the suppressed emotion. If the suppressed emotion wasn't there. You just be comfortable. You're like, oh, I'm in traffic. I'm listening to my music. It's no big deal. I'll be there when I get there. Everything is nice. No problem. Right. There is no place to go to and there's no place to, I, I'm there in the now in traffic. <laughs> exactly. Just well, accepting seems, what is. Yeah, it seems to me, Eric, uh, we're not going to keep you too much longer. I know I keep running my mouth. I'm sorry, Stevie. No, okay. no. Um, <laughs> You keep saying a couple of words that just just keep making me think about me and Stephen have been uh, composers. We've been actors. We've been um, uh, directors and teachers. I, um, Amazing. But what, 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 what you're talking to is a little bit of what I think where I live sometimes as an artist, because the two words I keep hearing or feeling is this constant, the word distraction and the word escape. And I yep. think, you know, sometimes even in my own career, I think that I'm doing something, but reality, maybe it isn't a distraction and an escape from really just living in the now of the problems that I, maybe I don't even want to face. Well, that's a great question and also a great realization because I often say to people like, yeah, that's amazing. Wow. You're doing all of those things. You're so creative and you're out in the world and connecting with people and you're a social butterfly and you're like a, you know, a creative uh, volcano. Like it's awesome. What happens if you stop? Right. What happens to you when you stop? What if I said to you, okay, for the next 30 days, we're not going to do anything but sit and feel what's happening in your body. Right. That's terrifying for most people. Because when we stop, we have to deal with how we feel. When we're out going, 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 like you said, that can become a distraction. And sometimes we become addicted to doing so we don't have to deal with the things that happen to us in our life. We don't have to deal with our mom and our dad and our relationships and all those things. Oh, I'm too busy for that. I'm too busy. You know, but if you really want to get spiritual and you really want to heal and evolve, you know, that's why the great, the names that have lasted throughout the ages, the ascended masters, you know, two in particular is Buddha and Jesus. You know, these were enlightened beings that walked the earth, ascended masters, you know, so, but what did they do? What both of them did was they liberated themselves from their own suffering. That's why Buddha was enlightened because Buddha sat under a tree. He didn't drink. He didn't eat any food. He just drank water and he meditated on the feelings in his body. And the longer he sat there quietly, diligently, patiently, and more importantly, equanimously, he sat there calm in 
the chaos of his own mind and the chaos of his own soul. So energetically speaking, I, I mentioned this earlier, earlier our, our earth suit is like a sponge for energy because we're made up of air, fire, water, and minerals, earth. And so what happens when the sun shines its light on the rocks? The rocks get warm and the rocks hold that energy. They hold the light of the sun. And so this physical body is holding the light of your soul. Well, your soul has had many, many, many lifetimes. And your lineage, your DNA goes back many, many, many generations. And so there's an energy and there's information and experiences, you know, energy in the form of experiences that you take with you from one lifetime to the next. But this is a very auspicious time that we're living in because of what I mentioned earlier, that we are transforming ourselves because the planet is ascending into the fifth dimension. And so either we're going to get on the train with the planet or we're not. And the only way to feel comfortable in this time is what I'm talking about is liberating the soul from its own suffering that has been passed down from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. Some people actually go through what's called the dark night of the soul, where all of your suppressed emotions from this life and your past lives, they come to the surface at the same time to be processed and released from this body, to get this body ready for what's coming in the next 30 years, which is, you know, the new earth energies, fifth, fifth dimensional energies. There's, there's many, many groups of people around the world that are talking about this. If, if you look for it, you know, you know, there's a lot of people talking about the new earth and, you know, the, the you know, the, the, um, the age of Aquarius, Right. People have been talking about this for a long, long time. And so we are in it. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, is it coming? We're actually right in the middle of it. And that's why so many people feel really uncomfortable right now, emotionally uncomfortable. And a lot of people are checking out. I mean, almost everybody that I talk to knows somebody who has died or, has, you know, committed suicide and, you know, just wasn't willing, you know, to, to do it. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's an incredible, incredible time to be living in right now. And, and to you both and to everybody who's listening, you know, we really can't conceive how powerful we really are. What what our real potential is, this limitless potential that we all have in our soul. And the more that we release these energies that we're carrying around, we, we're allowed to bring more light in. So more of our soul can shine, right. And go out into the universe and then come back around, you know, to assist us in our, in our own evolution. You know, so I always say, you know, the, the most important relationship that you have in your life is the one that you have with yourself. And if it's not an honorable one, and if it's not a respectful one, and it's not made out of integrity, then you're going to have to deal with the, the feelings that you create within yourself that may cause anxiety or depression 
or whatever it is, because you're maybe you're carrying around some guilt or some shame or some resentment. You know, you did some things or you've, you've said some things in the past and, you know, you just can't let it go. It's eating you up inside. So I think, Eric, maybe you just summed up this entire conversation halfway across the globe that the most important relationship you can have is with yourself. Yes. I think that that's really think that's really really beautiful and profound and just so much to think on and I don't want to keep you any longer from your beautiful paradise (laughs) thank you so much but But, I'm really happy to be here and to share and thank you so much for holding this space and providing this platform you know for me and others to come on and share their story because it's that time you know for us to share our stories and to really receive each other and enough of this judgment, enough, enough, enough of the judgment and the separation and the division. I mean, I don't think I've ever known or seen another time in history where we're living with more uncertainty and more separation and division. And it's now more than ever that we all need to really come together and accept ourselves, accept each other and love each other for the way that, you know, we choose to live our lives. And people can reach Eric by uh, going to his website, IamEricNees.com. We'll put it in the, the link uh, to the podcast. Um, Eric, it's been a pleasure uh, getting to chat with you and learning from you. And I don't think I've ever spoken to someone with such pure love. Oh, that's I, really I, sweet. <laughs> I, I can really hear your, you. your honesty and your not, not not harshness, but your sternness, and your you're so you're, you 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 have such truth to everything you say. So, just thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for saying that. And again, thanks again for having me, and many blessings to both of you and your families on on your journey back home. Thank have you, fun. Eric. Thank you. Be well. Okay. God bless. God Bye. bless. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us, Eric. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, really beautiful, beautiful um, time spent with you and learning about you and... Learning about ourselves. Yeah, I was going to say learning about myself by listening to you. Um, So thank you for your time and your energy and hopefully uh, making differences with anyone who's listening to this um, podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks again. Thank you, Eric. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to learn any more about us, you can visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. You can find us on Facebook and TikTok under Connor and Smith, again with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out. Share it with your friends. Put it where you put places and share things. And, um, We uh, appreciate all of you listening, and we're very grateful for all of you, each and every one of you. It means quite a lot. Um, One more episode tomorrow, and then uh, that'll wrap the week. So we will see you tomorrow. Good night, everyone. Good night.